Welcome into a new episode of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles 2022 edition. My name is Chris. My name is John. 2022. I like that, I like that pause. I like that pause there before John. I like that really? dramatic pause. That's my Tom yeah, Cruise dramatic yeah. pause. Isn't yeah, that the one that does it. the dramatic pause? Oh, yeah. Isn't I'm that his sure claim to fame? Yeah, he's the dramatic drama. pause before the... Or is that Will Smith or... I don't know. Who does maybe the, a, maybe a few of them do it. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe I don't Tom know. But Cruise yeah, first. Yeah, he is. He's he's the Maverick. Uh, twenty twenty two, man. Yeah, dude. I uh, was thinking so strangely. Uh, went and had dinner with the family tonight, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I are talking about how we can remember when this whole pandemic thing started in twenty twenty, and and really just whether we were going to, where we were going to go with it didn't matter. It was just like, can you believe that's been two years? It feels like a lifetime, Chris. Yeah, it does. I mean, just two years gone. Like, and we just, we've all been living in this, like, but now it just feels so much, just even like the, the media storm that's like chaos some days or some weeks, like it's just normal now. Like we're just, we've adjusted to it. I think so, man, you know, and I think, you know, very fortuitous of us, we kind of forecasted this in a, in one of our episodes last year, we talked about this, man, like this is Mm -hmm. the new normal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's no more going back to how things were. I don't think it's just an adjustment, right? Yeah. Yeah. So very, very, um, it's, it's, it seems like two, it's like aging, like dog years, you know what I'm saying? These two (laughs) years have been like dog years, bro. These last two years. Yeah. It feels like 16. It feels like 16 and a half, 17 years solid. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it is. It's crazy, man. Um, But you know, world keeps on spinning, baby. It does. You know, it does. As does this podcast, Chris. As does this podcast. We've got some some fun things to talk about. But yeah, before we, we get into main topics, John, we, we probably uh-huh. should talk about our dear Atlanta sports team. Specifically, we could start <sighs> with the Atlanta Braves. Since Those we last Braves. convened. Los since we last Bravos, convened, Chris. Yeah, since we last convened, the Braves uh-huh. won the World Series. And I've been carrying that with pride and, and probably will for for quite some time, especially th- this next year. I've got I've probably got about 10 Atlanta Braves t-shirts in my closet and yeah, put one on. It's just I like, end up, yes, yes. It, it, what a great feeling. And once again, man, I mean, we're just some, you know, we kind of spoke this into fruition, Chris, because we talked, well, I didn't, because you know, you know me, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, one foot out the door, you know, with, <laughs> with Georgia sports teams. I'm like, <laughs> glass is half empty. Yeah. Um, I, I believe, it you'll have to go back and listen for yourself people but i'm pretty sure i said that pitching is what we need to win it's really what every team needs unless they've right? got like I mean, an amazing roster of just incredible mm-hmm, offense mm-hmm. when it comes down to playoffs it don't matter good pitching teams, is all every, beat every good team. hitting man yeah it, it's all good hitting so what right. is the difference pitching yeah, it totally was, man. And those pitchers for the Braves got some huge wavos, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of the leverage pitching that Tyler, they did. I mean, Tyler Matzik, like, 
That guy carried yeah. the team some nights. I mean, he really. Do you know did. what his Twitter handle is? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> nutsack. I mean, yes, dude, it's awesome. so good. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, though. I mean that that sob he's got a pair. I promise you, yeah. man. That was some pressurized. I mean, like that's that's the pinnacle, Chris. Right? Yeah. Coming so in, like, separates the men from the boys. Yeah, and I was honestly, I was shocked, like watching it unfold. I was yeah. like, this cannot be happening. I know. This cannot be I, happening. We we had a family gathering as we were going into, um, it wasn't championships. We were still going into like the division playoffs. And my division, dad was yeah. like, yeah, he was like, do you think we got enough? We got everything it takes to, to win the world series. I was like, honestly, I don't. I said, I hate to say that, you know, I'm not trying to be I negative. Didn't, Chris, but, I didn't at all. But I, mean, I mean, you look at the Astros, you look at the Dodgers, like all the stuff mm-hmm. that was ahead of us. I was like, nah. We don't, we, we ain't got it. I was like, it, you know, I'm just happy to be in the playoffs. Honestly, if we can make it to the championship, I just want to beat the Dodgers. I, I felt right. so good that we beat the Dodgers. I was like, well, if we beat the Astros, great. Obviously we win the yeah, World and Series. But that, when we got, yeah, when we got to that point, I was worried that like, uh, that's it. You know, that's our World Series right there. We finally, it's like Georgia beating Alabama or something, which we'll get into after this. Yeah. But I mean, oh, that's God. to but, me, I just wanted you know a rematch with the Dodgers. I just wanted that right, rematch. And, I wanted to win. And mm-hmm. I, I put a lot mentally into that. And when we beat them, I was like, okay, everything else is just, you know, at this point, icing. It, yeah, it's it's house money, right? Yeah. You're playing with yeah. house money at that point. But I'm going to so you, good, man, man. Like the Braves, to me, and playing Houston, they made a statement. Mm-hmm. You know? Big statement. They, and here's the thing. They, they made, made that it. statement without a lot of core players. Like Acuna yeah. is going to be a beast coming into this year. Um Chipper Jones was interviewed. They asked him because, you know, he's, he's around those guys. He's hitting like mm-hmm. assistant hitting coach or something. Yeah. And they right. asked him, how is, how is Acuna's training and, and re- rehabilitation coming? He said, I'll level with you. The Acuna you saw, all of the Acuna that you saw before was never in a weight room. Acuna mm-hmm. never lifted weights. He never lifted weights. He said, all he does now is lift weights. He said, I, I, I just, Imagine Acuna Dude, plus more is muscles. Going to, he, he's going to he's going to jail rape the baseball next year. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be next level. And I mean, he he he's posts regularly so on Instagram. Much. Dude, his rehabilitation, like his, his batting cage stuff. I mean, he's he he looks like he's ready to go now. I mean, I, I can it's see incredible. him hit. I can see him hitting sixty home runs. Dude, if he could just go 40-40, that would be amazing. But honestly, I I I I'd rather him that not big, be, if he's getting if he's getting I, that big, dude, he can totally hit 50 home runs. Yeah, but I, I'd rather him just be like a home run hitter, like a like truly a power guy instead of, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've read that when guys get an injury like this, they just don't take mm-hmm. as many risks anymore, so they probably mm-hmm. won't steal second base mm-hmm. as much. He won't be trying to leg out mm-hmm. some ball like how he got injured. He won't be trying to catch a ball off yeah, the wall or yeah. something. You you got to build up that trust in the, in yeah. the, in the knee, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but again, I mean, it's just, it's just so shocking to have gone through that, that players, they could, they compared a whole bunch of players who, how they were before the, an injury like that. And then after, mm-hmm. and it was like, they just, they weren't the same. They were better players because they were smarter players. Right. Right. Yeah. I, th- I definitely think you'll see that too, but yeah, the Braves, man, they turned the worm, dude. They did, man. They, you know, they started. They, they, they started the wave. So, so if they started it, 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 is is your precious Georgia Bulldogs gonna 
going to carry carry through national championship coming up? I don't know, man. I mean, if you guys could see John's face, you can see he's, he's worried. <laughs> he looks worried to me, y'all. It's a little worried. I'm just going. I'm going to tell you, man. Like we're zero and five against them, man. Yeah, dude. It's tough. I mean, that's all you got to say. You know, it's a two point five spread, though. I mean, a two point five point spread. That's pretty great. Why would I think it's going to be any different? It's the worst thing in the world for Georgia to be favored. Alabama, they are just licking their chops mm-hmm. to get another chance to show everybody why they're Alabama and why we're Georgia. Yep. That's what yep. I, that's what I'm worried about, man. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I try to be hopeful. You know, you can hear the sigh, you know, I'm just really trying to comfort myself, man. But I just feel like they're just a better team. They're they're better at the key position. That's quarterback. Um, well, yeah, and that's you know, just like we talked about with with you know, with Braves, you know, it come down to come down to pitching. You know, are you a complete team? You know, that's what it really yeah. comes down to. Are, are, but, are but I'm gonna tell you though, man, it's, it's it's not like those guys that we were throwing out there from the bullpen, they were chopped liver, dude. I mean, these were I mean, you got their World Series champions. I mean, dude, they mm-hmm. shut down mm-hmm. the three best teams in Major League Baseball. Three yeah. pitchers, yeah, in the bullpen for the majority of the series, right? Right, right. So, you know, we we start talking about football, college football, especially if you have an elite quarterback, which Bama does. Last time I checked, the dude won the Heisman Trophy. Probably gave it to him after they whipped our ass at the <laughs> SEC championship. They probably mm-hmm. went ahead and mailed it to him. Mm-hmm. He's the difference, man, in my book. He's the difference. He's always the difference. If they beat him, I'll be pleasantly surprised. It is my birthday, so I'm sure life will keep keep me in the pit of misery and despair with my football team. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see us beating Bama, man. I just don't think that we're just the bridesmaid, Chris. Well, hey, listen, I said the same thing about the Braves. I didn't see the Braves going all the way. I told my dad that, like I said. So you never know. I hope to to God. If this is what had to happen, if we had to lose in the SEC championship to win this natty, so be it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm so feeling we'll hopeful. See, man. I'm feeling hopeful. We will see, and, and, and yeah, it will be your birthday. That'll be a what a pleasant yeah. birthday surprise that would be. Oh man! Uh, if if we win, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to be. I'll be in tears. You got to call out of work. Be call out of work on Tuesday. I'll, I'll be a wreck, dude. I'll be a wreck, and it's sad. It's a football game. Who cares? It's football. But I mean, that's what we do, man. I mean, I hear people say that, like, "Oh, who cares? Who cares?" Like, I care. But I care a lot. You, you care. How lot. awesome yeah. is it to say that the Braves, the freaking World Series champions, dude? Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, and knowing knowing the way sports turns, like the, I've told, I told everyone, especially when it was that last game, that game six, I was like, mm-hmm. "Y'all better enjoy these next two games because honestly, whether we win or we don't, we may not go this far again for twenty mm-hmm. years. You mm-hmm. may this may be the last in your life that you see this. Mm-hmm. Soak it up." And that's what I'm saying. So from a 30,000 foot view of all this stuff, man, like this is the second time we've played for Natty in four years. You know, we've won two college football playoff games. I mean, you know, we played another SEC championship game. We had an undefeated season, you know, like, dude, 
it's pretty solid, man. There can only be one champion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously being number one to end the season is the goal, but, you know, being number two is, you know, it might feel nice. like poo. It might feel like poo. <laughs> it might feel like a number two, but you know, it ain't it ain't it ain't nothing to slouch at. So no, definitely not. I'm looking forward to the game. We'll see, man. It's gonna be good. Gonna well, John, be good. let's Can't get wait. into the let's get into the heart of our of our conversation. Yeah, I'm excited first... about this one, man. Yeah, dude. We've uh, we've had this in our coffers, no pun yeah. intended. Look at me throwing the puns out left and you. right, Chris. Look at you, look at you. <laughs> We have talked about this episode for quite some time, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. it's fitting that we hold it till the first of the year and kind of going going straight out the gates in 2022. Yes. So you guys hang tight just a bit, and we're going to get right into it. All right, so John, as the title says, we're comparing uh, two things that you and I both know about a lot. And that's basically yep. the, the the similarities, and then big differences between between um, being a hired gun slash sideman, meaning you're playing mm-hmm. for an artist, tour bus, tour road, yep. that kind of thing, backing up an yep. artist, opening for artist, uh, versus being a musician that plays in a praise and worship band, modern worship band is what I kind of spin my spin on it would be. So uh, when we say, let's get some definition on this. When we say modern, not, we're not playing for the church band. We're not playing for the Southern Baptist band. We're not playing for the first Baptist band, first whatever church. The snake handlers. The snake yeah, handlers. No church. We ain't doing no gospel, <laughs> gospel music. What we're talking about yeah. is the, we'll just say it, the, the Bethel the Hillsong, Hillsong United yeah, or elevation. whatever. Elevation, worship, passion, mm-hmm. the big four, yep. the big five, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're playing that stuff. So we're doing the, the big, the big church type stuff, you know, playing mm-hmm. in rooms that are large. We're playing mm-hmm. with backing tracks. We're playing with mm-hmm. click tracks. Everybody's got monitors in their ears. Um, big production church. That's what we should call it. So, yeah. um, Let's start chopping it up a little bit and talking about some of the differences. Do you want to start start with church? Do you want to do you want to talk about similarities? Where you want to go? Yeah. So I think for me, you know, and uh, we've kind of touched on some of this stuff in other episodes of you know learning songs and all that stuff. Um, so I think the, the 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 main thing for me that I had to figure out was like the vocabulary of the guitar playing Mm -hmm. in modern worship Mm -hmm. you know what are the uh what are the tones if you will that that's kind of being yeah i mean there's definitely a palette i I understand that even from being a drummer i understand there is a a very specific palette for for the guitar players right so that i had to get figured out Mm -hmm. um so that that that's a little for me you know i just want to turn into a loud distorted amp and a little bit of delay and just rock. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but just to give you no, guys some no, context. John's yeah. wearing a Van Halen shirt, which is perfectly yes, I, I, spitting. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but no, in all seriousness, like, you know, there's just a certain kind of, um, um, tone, tones with an S that are pretty repetitive in all of these, you know, um, modern, modern praise and worship 
songs. Right. And once I kind of figured out the pattern of it, you know, I just program those sounds, figure out what they're using, figure out the, the reverbs and the delays and all that stuff. And the kind of amps speaker cabinets that they're all using and just, you know, I can emulate it digitally with my line six stuff. And, um, you know, you're off, off and running. Mm -hmm. Um, so coming from, you know, a higher gun kind of thing, um, you know, my workflow was kind of similar uh, of how, you know, I wasn't in the digital world yet, but I would, you know, record, learn the record, right. Mm -hmm. Learn the songs, cop the guitar tones, you know, figure out the amps and effect routing stuff, you know, and, and kind of have the similar workflow that I do digitally, you know, uh, it's the same kind of, uh, ends and means, right. You're, you're That's what I was material, just about to say. Right. For a while, I, I thought about this as its own, like playing in modern worship as mm. its own island almost, but that's truly not what it is. I mean, it's Mm-mm. in in itself, you're still playing music, meaning that you're you're technically still a cover band, right? Yeah, and, and what do all cover bands glor- like the best yeah, cover bands do it as as mm-hmm. true to the original as you can. And mm-hmm. once I started thinking about it that way, I was like, you know what? This is a genre, just like any genre. It has characteristics that have to be replicated. And yep. all, I don't know, everything just became much more clear to me when I kind of started thinking about it that way. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, uh, and, you know, um, I just felt like, just kind of like you said, like, it was like, the, okay, yeah, this is like, you're learning the song, you cop the tones, mm-hmm. you know, you play it live and that's it. We'll do it live. <laughs> you know what do I mean? It, like, <laughs> um, it, it really was kind of just the genre is different, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. still the same workflow. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, what kind of helped transition me into some of the things that you don't necessarily get when you're in, uh, um, you know, gun for hire situation is like, you know, the production aspect of it, like playing with tracks, playing to a click track, mm-hmm. um, having all the production going on lights and, you know, techs and all that crap. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got a little bit of that from the touring band aspect. So mm-hmm. I was already accustomed to the in-ear monitor stuff, you know, playing with click, playing with backing tracks. So you kind of get, it, it really does for me, you know, I've never, never been, uh, introduced to any of that stuff before that, you know, it definitely, you have to get used to that, man. Like hearing yeah. everything through this, this kind of thing, as opposed from a wedge hitting you in the face and mm-hmm. air moving behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a while to get used to that stuff. And I, I you know, what? I fought it for a while. I would pop one out, one ear out, which is terrible for you to do. Mm. Don't ever do mm. that. Cause what I was having to do was I was trying to get some residual from the front of house and then I would just crank my pack up so I could hear in the other side. And so by the end of the gig, man, I have just like, got a, you know, about a hundred DB hum in, in the ear that I had my inner monitor in. 
Right. And I was like, I can't do this. I mean, it was, it was bad, dude. When we were on the road, it was there for like five days straight, just constantly. Yeah, I remember you, I remember you telling me that it was, it was really, really painful. Yeah, um, it was bad, dude. It hurt. Yeah. Like it hurt. And I was like, I cannot do this. I have just got to put this ear in, turn this pack down and just get used to it. And so it took mm-hmm. me some time to do that and get used to feeling the energy of the band coming through my, my in-ear mix. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to praise and worship. I mean, it's all in-ear mix, dude. It's all yeah. in-ear mix. You know, you have to get comfortable with monitoring the band through the in-ears, you know, cause you know, most of modern praise and worship, you know, minus a couple of, you know, I'm trying to think, man, like obviously the drums, but like the guitars, I'd say 90% of, you know, P and W guitarists are all using digital stuff. Yeah. And if they're using amps, they're in ISO cabs back behind the stage way off. There's no stage volume basically. Yeah. It's zero just stage volume except for drums. Yeah. Except for drums. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, we were in the same band where we, uh, we both cut our teeth on using in-ears and Ableton click tracks, backing tracks, all that stuff. Like we cut our teeth on that, but it definitely served me well. Cause once that band kind of came to an end there, there was almost this bridging moment where I was like, you know, what do I want to do next? And mm-hmm. literally three weeks later is when I started playing for a large modern worship band, uh, and a church. And, um, yep. I, I did use the words when I sent the email to, to reach out to the service production director, his name was Tim. And I remember saying like, I have, I was a touring, touring drummer, played for, you know, 20 odd years, in-ear monitors, Ableton backing tracks, click tracks, all this stuff I'm comfortable with. And he called me and he's like, Hey, let's go have, let's go have coffee. We had coffee. He's like, you want to play this Sunday? I was like, yeah. I mean, there was like sure. confidence, you know, it was like, there's yeah. this confidence from him because of that stuff was true. You know, that, that we could do that, you know, with, with the, the, the background that you and I had. Um, right. But I think like, had I not been exposed as a sideman to those things, um, I don't think I would have even had the confidence to send an email, you know, like, to yeah, know, totally, like I've never, never even opened up Ableton live in a, in a live context that way to make music. Sure. But it's a completely different animal when you've got a, a template sitting in front of you that's different with, with clicks and mm-hmm. guides and all that kind of stuff. Um, on the job training, right? Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, it was, it's very similar for me. And, um, you know, I think that the other way around, um, been, I've been doing this for, six, almost seven years now. Um, Mm -hmm. and run into a lot of musicians at church that are incredible. But what I find out is that most of them started in church and that's all they do. That's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all they do. And, and I think that's what John and I, at first, when we started talking about an episode like this, we were like, that kind of thing didn't really ever cross our minds like musicians that didn't cut their teeth like in bands, mm, you know, mm-hmm. that they cut their teeth yeah. coming up in church. Totally different experience for a musician, you know, good, bad, or different, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, um, to have grown up where you've never really jammed with someone, you know, or played cover songs in a traditional way like we would say. Um, yeah, you know, and I mean, a lot of that is, um, you know... <laughs> It's just, you know, getting, getting out and having, I guess the calling to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I knew from a very young age, I wanted to play guitar, 
I wanted to be in a band and do all that stuff and went to music school and did all that thing and just kind of went where the music took me. Mm-hmm. Right. And was very fortunate to obviously kind of work my way up until I got a, you know, touring band gig and did that thing. And, you know, now that I'm doing the modern praise and worship music stuff, man, like all that stuff that I was doing there, I mean, it's just, it's the same type of stuff I'm doing now, right? Mm -hmm. It's all like, it's almost everything kind of led, this is the culmination of it, right? Right, right. Sometimes Um, I think about it that way too. It's like this kind of gig, if you do it in a high level, like we're, we're talking about, um, there has to be like Chris. Yeah. I'd sorry to interrupt, but the church, I mean, there's like huge, we're talking like, you know, like freaking show production. Like you're going to a a concert production, you know, my church, we're trying to get there. You know, our, our, our band is killer. You know, the facility we're in, the room sounds great. You know, we don't have quite the bit as big a production, but like, you know, the music is, is just as good, mm-hmm. you know, got mm-hmm. great players in the band and, um, you know, that helps too. And I'm, I'm Chris, you've got the same situation. There's great players in your band and mm-hmm. you put the production into that, into it. And the songs are obviously powerful and, you know, it's supposed to evoke praise and worship. Right. So, right. Right. Um, you know, that's a, I mean, that's like big time show stuff, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've, yeah. We talk I about mean, it. There's a guy, a bass player, Tom, that, that I play with quite a bit. And he's like, you know, he's, he's was a touring manager for a while for Sean Mullins and, mm-hmm. um, was a, um, part of the, the, the touring, touring band and team with, um, um, gosh, of course it's going to slip my brain. Um, I'll think about it in a minute, but, um, mm-hmm. Uh, they're this like jam band. I can't think they're, they're from, they're from here. I just can't think what the name of them is. Widespread Panic? Yes. Widespread Panic. Yep. Uh, Widespread Panic. That's it. He toured with them for a while, was tour manager for them for a while. And he, oh, he's dude, like, you know, honestly. They were road dogging it, son. I know yeah. they were. But he, he's, he's come across a lot of like, you know, he played in country bands and stuff and, and some of the, but he's like, you know, Chris, this is, this is exactly like high level production for like a, an award show. You know, like this is Dude, the same is. thing that we, we do is this is the exact same thing. It's an award <laughs> show on Sunday morning. Like, you know, it's just on Sunday this, morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell you, and what, I mean, it, like the, you, you, you know, it's, it's the, um, the, the feeling of you got to like produce, you know what I mean? Like you have to mm-hmm. be able to like play your parts and play them well. Yeah. You know, um, because it's yeah, part of yeah, the whole you, thing, right? Yeah, you feel the pressure. You definitely feel the pressure yeah. to be like, be prepared. Yeah. If you show up, I mean, it, it's terrifying to me if I'm like on, on Sunday still kind of going, uh, gosh, how's that song start? Why can't I, why can't I hear that intro in my head? Why can't I remember those lyrics? Yeah, in the same same thing for me too, man. You know, I just, yeah. because I'm still, you know, it's not something that, uh, I don't have the you know, the years and years of vocabulary built up, you know, Mm -hmm. same as you have been doing this for about six years now. And, um, obviously I'm no more now than I did then, but yeah, it's, it's something that you have to be prepared for, man. You know, just, just as if I was in a major corporate band gig, like you gotta be prepared for that stuff, man. Yeah. You know, one thing that I definitely learned, um, 
was that the music, the music is not meant for musicians to, to kind of, you know, showcase themselves. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. It's, not meant, it's, it's not Ooh. meant for that. And I think that's a big Ooh, yeah. thing that, that I've noticed with some musicians that come through yes. and that you may see for a while and then they go away mm-hmm. is that if they were an entertaining musician, right? Like mm-hmm. you were in the entertainment business, playing at church is not the entertainment business. It's, it's two not. different things. It's, and so if we're going to talk right. about a difference, there's a big one right there. Um, that's a good one, Chris. You've got that's to be, yeah. you've got to be humbled and you've got to be yes. aware that this is mm-hmm. about a worship experience, right? Yes. And you, you play Amen. your part. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you play your part and you get out of the way for whatever God's going to do, whatever the spirit's going to do, whatever yep. words that, that, that you need to place around that, to, to convey what mm-hmm. I mean. Um, being accurate, being professional, but being humble to say, this isn't about me. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a big division. I think that I see between some of the musicians I've crossed paths with. Totally, man. I mean, I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's something that, you know, I, it, it humbled me, man. You know what I mean? Like I just, it did, but it, it's like I said, man, that's what I needed at, at that right time, mm-hmm. you know, but that's, you know, not to get biblical, but that's how God works, man. Right. Yeah, absolutely. When you think he's not working, that's what he's doing. So I just felt like, um, once I kind of put myself in that, you know, and I think a lot of it was just learning how to speak the language, man. You know, yeah. it's like learning jazz, you know what I mean? You just got to learn how you got to learn to speak the language. Yeah. Right. It's all colors and palettes and all that stuff when we're talking about guitar right yeah. not necessarily for drummers this is well, for i don't know the guitar I, I would i would say you know for me as if we, we can talk about jazz for a little bit like that's something that i still it still mystifies me you know and you you and i had a com you think conversation mm-hmm. about maybe a couple of weeks ago you were like you just have to learn you just have to learn the colors and the shapes and like, that's what it seems like to me is colors and shapes. It's such a mystery. It, <laughs> it is, man. It's, it's just a language, man. It really is, man. Like you, you obviously learn the technique and the theoretical approaches. And, you know, once you kind of get that, you just, you know, it's glorified covers too, man. It's glorified covers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're playing, you know, jazz standards and, you know, it's just having the ability to, you know, move into that genre, right. And being able to say to yourself, Hey, I can do this. I can play, I can hang with this. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what took me a while to get over was the ego thing. Right. Had to get over that. And then once I did that, you know, everything else kind of really, it's, it's really rinse and repeat, man, for me at church, you know, especially now that I'm all digital. I mean, (laughs) you know, I, like I said, we're not doing like more, we only do one service. We don't do more than that on Sunday, but even if I had to do multiple services, man, like it would still take me the same amount of time to program my stuff. So um, I'm able to pretty much do everything probably within a half an hour. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how easy it is. And, and, you know, if I were to go back to a touring band situation, all this stuff would kind of transfer over into that because, 
to kind of jump back over into that, like all these acts now, man, they're all playing back and tracks and click tracks too. Yep. Yep. You know, they, they're trying to get to sound as pristine as possible, you know, um, case in point, you know, when I went back out with Joe, yeah. um, we did a run of shows with Chase Bryant and there was three people on his band. It was him, a bass player and a drummer. Yeah. And the drummer had two MacBook pros worth of tracks. <laughs> Fail safe. I mean, just it was in case. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was killer. That it, it sounded amazing. Right. But yeah. like, you know, that's a whole lot of, um, that's a whole lot of, uh, you know, you're putting a, a lot of, trust in in ableton and mm. in in a laptop that's for sure yeah but you know think about it though man i mean we do that on sunday cost. yeah yeah less cause you know? but we sure I mean, do put we sure do on that we do that on sunday too you know we, right. we, we have mean, like little joking things like man what if ableton crashed like what if what if it crashed right now <laughs> like man don't even I mean, say that's that what i'm saying <laughs> you know you won't have the shaker you won't have the percussion track you yeah. won't have the choir ensemble track you know, the gang vocal track, all of it. I'll gone. tell you what, our church, we use the Simti encoding as well for lighting. So the mm-hmm. Simti stuff like fires all the, all the code for all, what all the, the, the LED panels are doing behind us. So mm-hmm. those things are programmed through Ableton. So not only is it sending us backing tracks and click tracks, but it's also directing what all the LED stuff's going to do in production too. Um, That's killer. So it's man. like, yeah, one more, one more thing to rely on, you know? Yeah. And, and it's so the other thing I think for me too, man, honestly, about a lot of this stuff as a guitar player, man, like it, it, it just kind of feels like, um, like the, the tones and the sounds, they, they, they're like almost like home base for me because it's all like eighties rock guitar stuff. That's what I was about to say. Like, if you if you isolate the drums, not like the shredding, stuff, not the shredding, no, not the shredding, no, stuff, yeah, no. But I'm talking like you know the U two. Yeah, I was about to know, say like the, the pop uh, sensibilities from that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the drums. I mean, the drums are just meat and potato like rock, you know. And sometimes mm-hmm. hip hop. I mean, some of those drum drum beats, those breakbeat mm-hmm. things that happen in bridges, is like very very groove stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean. I love it. I mean, and it's, it's the same way with drums. Like there's, there's just a palette that you basically, you know, dip into and it's, and it's fun as for me as a guitar player to play that stuff, man, because there's a certain groove that it has and it's all about the groove, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and it's simple. It's nothing complicated. Uh, for the most part, you know, there's some stuff it can get complicated, but guitar speaking mainly for guitar, you know, I mean, it is just like a, a pretty, um, just makes me feel like at home, like playing those tones, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. dotted eighth reverb, or excuse me, dotted eighth delay and, you know, that mm-hmm. big washed out reverb and that, you know, chorus sounding, you know, clean part, you know, just, there's just staples, um, in that music that kind of it's it's fun to play on guitar you know it's fun to have all that freaking effects and stuff going you know it's inspiring you know yeah, it is it really is so in in more than one way i mean it's it's very inspiring i would tell anyone you know that you know there there are definitely some similarities uh in this in this type of conversation but the differences are what honestly make it so much better to me 
the 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 things that pull you in and that, that suck you into mm-hmm. it. And obviously, having been raised, you know, it, my my grandfather was a Southern Baptist preacher. I've I've been in and around churches for as long as I can remember, especially like yeah. in with like you know. 12, 13, 14 years old through, through, through all the different, different type of, of church stuff that you could have. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's just another level. I think when you understand faith and when you understand Christianity, uh, mm-hmm. we don't have to get it down a religious path, but it, it adds to it. You know, I think that if you're, Oh yeah, it does, you know, man. It, it definitely, definitely adds to that's, it. That's it definitely en- it. Enrich, enriches, I think, is the word. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. feel very honored to be able to to play a small part because I look around that stage sometimes and I'm like, how am I even here? Like, this, the yeah. people on the stage, the people yeah, all around me. caliber of musicians are, I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, there's some of the heavy hitting cats that are playing around town, man, you know, especially yeah. like these keyboard players and like bass players and stuff that are in these praise and worship bands, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, These cats are gigging, man, you know? So yeah. the other thing I think that is crucial about playing outside of this is like, obviously not playing with a click track or with backing tracks, like the ability, the ability to just lock in with another drummer and a bass player mm-hmm. and having that, that pocket and you can feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's basically how we started, Chris, me and you you know, yep. growing up in bands, it's like, you just, you get in a room and suck together until you practice and practice. And it's like, Hey, here we go. This is, yeah. this is sounding good now. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, and it all centers around the good, the good groove, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that, you know, guitar player wise, you know, learning how to play rhythm guitar, you know, is just as important as playing lead guitar. And when you're having to play these corporate bands and, you know, all this stuff, learn all these top 40 tunes, man, like all that stuff like rubs off on you, Yeah, you know? And if you're fortunate, like you're saying to play with some high quality musicians, that's only going to make you better. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, I think especially that's the other, that's the other thing, especially for me, that was the difference is being around just the, I mean, I've been super blessed to have been around some un. I'm not worthy to be around some of these cats I've been around, you know? Um, but man, like they rubbed off on me. I learned something from them and, um, you know, all that stuff I take with me, you know? So when I've learned these modern praise and worship songs, man, it, it all, there's a correlation. Like it, it all just kind of, um, it, it's, it's a lot easier for me to digest at this yeah. point. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. having that experience, man, of playing in bands, playing different genres of music, I mean, you know, you, you got to do it, man. I mean, it is yeah. part of paying your dues for sure. I yeah. mean, um, it, it's really going to help season you. I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I can say for myself, and you you probably will chime in with this too, you know, I'll play a stint of churches. We have a rotation of musicians. We have three drummers that play. Uh, but occasionally I'll go on a run where I play like five or six Sundays in a row. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very normal for me to do two or three. But once I hit three, I know that I'm probably going to have a Sunday off. Uh, but I just recently did, you know, six Sundays plus Christmas service. 
And mm. it's times like that that remind me of how efficient that I have to be to just be able to say, I'm going to learn these songs and then forget yeah. them and move on to the next set. Move on and doing next, that for yeah. years has made me so much more efficient for like, you know, the band that we play in together right now. Like when you send me music, it's like, I just apply the same same principles to learn this this material if it's jazz if it's fusion if it's rock whatever it is mm-hmm. and and it's just it works you know and i don't yeah, know it's maybe like it's you, just... you, you i think you've refined your your formula right yeah yeah you get started you know you figure out how to how to learn a song but now where you're at like you know what you need to do to learn the song like you've right. streamlined it to the point of maximum efficiency right right and I think that that's kind of what you get outside of the church, right? Like you get to figure out all this stuff mm-hmm. w- w- without the computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. um, you got to be able to, at the end of the day, man, like if you don't have access to that stuff, man, you got to be able to pull it off, yeah. right? Yeah, I think about uh, yeah. the musicians in church that don't that don't get to to flex that muscle and practice that muscle, you know, like to get in a room mm-hmm. with some dudes and just suck until you don't suck and go to gigs and play for five people, you know, just like yeah. that's that's a huge part of it. Man, there's so much seasoning as a, as a as a player that you get um and I think it's just, you know, hours log, man. It's like that 10,000 hours rule, right? Is that yep. what it's called? Yep. yep. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, 10,000 hours, I've, I've read about that before, and um, I talk about that with some of my students, and they'll they'll laugh at me, and I'm like, no, that's that's true. They're saying that once you apply 10,000 hours to anything. Yeah, that's know, the number, right? That's the that's number, number. 10,000 hours. And I'll tease with them. I've actually got my calculator out. I'll tease with them. Like, if you guys practice just one hour a day, five days, mm-hmm. you know, five days a week, right? And, you know, you you divide, I'll I'll... I'll you know, try to make them understand just how big that is. Um, uh, you know, that, that will take you 2000 weeks to hit that number, yep. you know, take you 2000 weeks. And they're like, that, 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 and I'm like, this is why you need to practice more. You know, like you need to practice more right. than one hour a day. You need to practice more right. than five hours a week. You might need to practice 10 hours a week and then you'll get and, there in 1000 weeks. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it took, and, and I think there's some situations that, like those hours are doubled because there's so much stuff you're, you're learning. Like, Oh yeah. Like your amp blows up in the middle of a song. What do you do? Right. Yeah, exactly. Or your pedal board goes down in the middle of the song. What do you do? Yeah. yeah. Or you, or get, you get electrocuted. You get we're telling, we're telling real <laughs> things that have happened to John at shows. I think all three I of these happened at the same show. Say that and you, <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> no pun intended again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let just get lit up at a show, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, unfortunately the show is over at that point. Cause I thought we were going to have to call the ambulance for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like you, that, that kind of stuff, man, like having, having to learn how to figure stuff like that, on a gig you're in the in the middle of the song you're doing a show and everything just goes to right yep yep um that's got to count for more in that ten thousand hour i mean god chris like i mean you know but i I remember there's a a gig uh we did uh with the touring band that we were in and one of the one of my amps went down and just nothing i'm just sitting there playing and there's nothing 
Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the tubes blowed and had to go pull the amp out, turn it off, reroute everything. I got cables going everywhere, you know, because I was running multiple amps. I thought I was a big deal. I had (laughs) way too much gear, (laughs) way too much gear. So I'm having to repatch everything, but you know what? I figured it out and I got it to work and we got through the gig, Mm -hmm. right? Or I got through the gig. Y'all, y'all are probably like, "Good lord, what the hell is he doing?" But no, hey. like that, that kind of stuff, man. Because you know, there's pressure, right? We're playing in front of people. There's, there's you know, we're playing for, you know, an artist that has a, a record deal. You yeah. know, um, yeah, that pressure and that expectation is always that, looming, right? And you know, I had to produce, and you, you got to figure stuff like that out, man. Yeah. So, you know, learning those lessons and, and like I said, for me, you know, I've been very fortunate to play with some amazing musicians, man. And like just having the ability to lock in with the drum, no click, no nothing. Yeah. Just jamming, I guess, really. Um, like that is some really, um, there's some sweet nectar in that, man. You know what I mean? That you don't necessarily you can't get that from modern that's the, praise that's and worship. The, that's the most, yeah, that's the most human, human it can get. You know, when you just lock in, Yep. you know, um, and it's just right there, man. You know what I mean? Like, yep. dude, it's, it's great, man. Like yep. uh, some of the, some of the most enjoyable music moments, uh, are, are in that corporate band. We, we did a gig, um, with a shout out to Shannon Corey. We're kicking it at his house Sunday. Yeah. yeah What's yeah. up? We're coming. <laughs> Hope it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> clean the house. We're coming. Clean the house, Shannon. We're coming. Um, we were doing a gig. I think it was at a country club and we were a big corporate band, 10 piece corporate band. Mm hmm. We expanded to a 12-piece band. We had a full five-piece horn section, man. Dang. And we were playing, like, all those old-school Chicago tunes. Yeah, yeah. You know, 35, 624, you know. Yeah, all that stuff, dude. And the horn parts, when they kicked in, like, I literally... Like I had to catch myself. I stopped playing because I was like, "God, that is freaking y'all sound great." I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I'm a part of this band too." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like stuff like that, and because the count, those guys, man, were you know heavy hitters. They were all you know on break from tours. You know, some of them, some of those cats were playing with Prince. Some of them were playing with Shaka Khan. Like they were in town. Yeah, they were in town. Um because they either lived here or they had a few days off and they came and gigged with us because they didn't have anything better to do. Um, we had a saxophone player in the band at the time. His name's Tommy Mays. Amazing uh, saxophonist. Shout out, Tommy, if you're listening. Um, he knew all these cats, you know, so he got them to come and sit in with the band at that, uh, with, with us. And just everything just hit different with that horn section, man. Like doing like those Stevie Warner, like Sir Duke, you know, with mm-hmm. the horn section, man. Mm-hmm. God, get out of here, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Like it was just awesome, right? Yeah. And it's the yeah. same thing. Like when you're playing like these big, powerful, you know, one of these big, powerful Bethel songs and you got all these backing tracks and yeah, the band's hitting it. You got the 
production and the Holy Spirit's working. Like, yeah, dude, dude, it's it's it, it, man. That's, that's the it. same. It's the horn section. Right. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's the horns. Guys. Same, same. <laughs> that's it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. We figured it out. We figured out the sim- the biggest yeah. similarity. Yep. It's it's five piece horn section, Holy Spirit. You got same. it. Holy Spirit done. Yep. Box it up. Love it. Um so but but my point is is like it's it's you're you're trying to get to the same place, right? Right. But man, like having that experience of having to lock in while that's going on and stay focused on your part, right? It's the same you're doing the same thing in and playing praise and worship music. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I articulated that. Yeah, that was that was great. That was that was perfect. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of like, you know, deep thought that goes on to it. I, I, a lot of people are like, man, you, this is like some of this drumming part is drums are easy. And I'm like, yeah, the drum parts are easy. You mm-hmm. know what's not easy is staying 100% focused for that entire time. Focusing yeah, on I dynamics, mean, focusing right. on playing the part perfectly, focusing on staying out of the way, focusing on removing your ego. Like, Yeah, so huge. all that stuff that you talked about, Minus probably the ego. That's what you're doing, you know, in in the Ricky Gunn project back mm-hmm. in the day, right? Mm-hmm. You're playing the song, right? Serving the song. Yep. Right? And just uh, locking in and letting everything else take care of the rest, which, which it will do at that point, right? Right, right. Yeah, and, we talked about that. Like, if everybody plays their part... You know, everything else takes care of itself, which mm-hmm. sometimes is easier said than done. But um, right, I mean, time, and, and, great. Yeah, yeah, and it helps when you, if you've got good caliber of musicians you're playing with. It, it's a lot easier for for you to get there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, I I just uh, you know one of the biggest things I think that serves you well doing that kind of stuff, man, paying them kind of dues. It's just being, getting the feel and that seasoning, man, of, of, of serving the song, playing the song, right? Yep. And um, being able to produce, man. Like when it's time to go, when you hit space bar. Yeah, space bar. On, when you hit space bar, <laughs> it's time to go. Intro, man, right? Two. Intro, three. two, three, four. Yep. Trash can ending, two, three. Yep. So, um, lots of, lots of things that kind of are really crossing over into this, this genre of music. Um, but I think one of the things that helps keep me, um, obviously keeps me kind of in a different kind of light is my ability to like do all that stuff. Right. You know? I can go out and do a rock gig or a country gig, right? That's what we do. You know, we're, you know, so it's different for a lot of these musicians that that like they get an instrument and learn playing Bethel songs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not to say it's bad. It's just different than a way that we did. Yeah. It's not bad at all. I mean, Um, God, no, we're, we don't, we're not trying to, you know, we're not bashing it at all. It's just, it's a different way of, Mm -mm. it's a different language, man. That's it. Like we're saying, you're, you're trying to speak a different musical language. Um, and that's really, I guess that's kind of my thesis is 
your ability to speak it um, is going to just come with seasoning. Yeah. You know what I mean? The more you do it. Um, but p- being able to have the experiences that we had and, and coming from the background of music we did, like you can tell, you can tell the guys <laughs> have been playing outside of church. You oh, know yes. what I mean? You can tell immediately. Yep. Like the, 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 the pro cats from the praise and worship cats. Yeah. I'll just say that there's a big difference and I'm yeah. not poo pooing on nobody. Yeah, Cause not, they're, it's I, not love, bad. I love, no, it's just, there I is love, a difference. All of them the same, but they're, you know, it's like, look, I am not a professional bodybuilder. Nope. You know, Arnold Schnor- Schwarzenegger is a professional or was a professional body, right? That's yeah. just a fact. Yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. Exactly. So I think that there is a, um, it's okay to have, you know, you know, those, those, those differences, but man, it sure, it sure definitely helps out. Um, having all that experience with what we talked about in this episode, man, like it really just kind of comes full circle, really. Yeah, I totally agree. If anyone's on the fence and is listening to this, is thinking about doing the church thing, you definitely should. If you've got an opportunity, a local church that you've been waiting on, because I I did sit in that space for a while. Uh, The church that I actually started at um, about six and a half years ago, Mm. I had had an opportunity to visit that church years even before that and was like, blown away then. And we're talking 10, 12 years ago, you know, the same church I played in, you know, I thought I never would like, that was like, I'll never be. Oh yeah. Me too, man. Like you see all the production, you hear the band and all the stuff. You're like, man, this is, this is amazing. Like how, how how do they get to this level? And, um, you know, just, just take the step contact, you know, service production director, go, you know, go to church, find out who's in charge, find out, Who's the guy that runs? I mean, in, in churches this big, there's a lot of jobs. When there's somebody yeah, in there charge really of is. that service, yeah, and it's and not going to be the producer. Like I, right. <laughs> yeah. No. That, yeah. I, at our church, we've got a lighting director. We've got a like production director. We've got a service production director. We've got a band director. And then we've got a musical director. So, mm-hmm. you know, find find out, you know, all those levels of, of you know, who, who you need to dig into. Send an email. Go check it out. Just do yeah. it because it's it, it changed my life, man. I, I never right. regret it. I love it. Me too, man. It's been the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made. You know, shout out Shannon Corey again. We're coming <laughs> Sunday. Better make it clean. You know, he, <laughs> he, he, he's been getting, you know, the, the church that I play at, they've been wanting to take everything to another level. And obviously nowadays it starts with praise and worship music, man. Yep. Like that's, it's just that's the bar. Weird. I mean, it really is, you know, I you mean, know, the, the, obviously the messages there's a there's oh the a messages the message, I, listen course. don't yeah and i don't we don't i don't want to sound like we're you know speaking of egos right but it well, is just where, where like, we're talking about it, it from you know i think for for us you know just to make you know make sure the audience understands we're coming from a place we understand you know the things we have right. to prepare for the, the role that we play mm-hmm. um yeah um but yeah i agree you know the the, the music is the bar in a lot of churches you know like what, yep. what kind of what, what is your what does your music sound like and what's what your praise you how many how many uh how many players in your praise and worship team bro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a big it's like a big it's a big part of that that ecosystem now um and um it um it, it is just a been awesome for me especially as a player man because i you know i'm coming from you know being the rock guy in the country band right because mm-hmm. you know that was the that was my shtick 
I guess, you know, because that's basically what these country artists were looking to hire. They wanted a rock band to go out and tour with. Um, and having to come and play this kind of music was a complete different shift. It was a different as uh, the different way of playing guitar, which is I lots more textures, you know, you know, big anthemic choruses and, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, which is I enjoy playing that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like playing that all those wet reverbs and delays and cool vibrato effects and all these pitch shifting effects and, you know, these big, you know, rock choruses and, you know, all these cool dotted eighth YouTube guitar parts, you know, like that's fun. I enjoy that. That is fun as a guitar player. Yeah. You know, and that, that it, it, it really is, you know, um, so it's, it's been awesome for me, man. It really has. Me too. Well, John, I think we've done a good job of summarizing differences, similarities, and the things that make it special and very unique for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very fortunate and very blessed to be able to play at the church. I, I play at and same, I'm sure you feel the same, get to get Definitely. to play with some awesome musicians and it, it ain't your, it ain't your grandma's, you know, hymns <laughs> anymore. It I can ain't. tell you that. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope, it definitely isn't. It's it's another it's another animal. It's it's very unique and very very cool. I I, I love being and, a part and, of it. And before we before we close, I will say this: if you're a young musician and you're looking to get a little taste of what you know, playing in a professional major label artist touring band that kind of feel go to one of these big churches like Chris plays at <laughs> and go, 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 go a few Sundays, right? Yeah. Scope yeah. it out, like observe and yeah. see all the production, all the, every, all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. And, and like that is a great opportunity for any young musician to get involved with, man, like that, you know, you don't necessarily have to go and, you know, play at the dive bar to get good. You know what I mean? Like you can, you know, you practice right and, and get in one of those situations, man, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be right as rain. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. Got to put yourself out there. Got to go check it out. And I think you're right. And you're going, going multiple Sundays, you know, and just seeing what it's all about, just to see the inner working parts. Cause as musicians, especially if you've been doing it for a little while, you definitely see Mm -hmm. it with different eyes. You do, because there's a stigma attached to it if you're, you know, coming from, you know, the cesspool of (laughs) that we come from, you know, you know, outside looking in, I guess, you know, long story short, but like, yeah, go in and, you know, listen to a message, man, like get inspired, get, get some, you know, get some freaking Jesus in you, man. And like, you'll start to kind of, you'll start to kind of get it a little bit more. Um, yeah. as far as what's going on, but it, man, it's a great opportunity for a young musician to get somewhere and cut your teeth, yeah. you know, and get some real good experience. So totally agree. Yeah. That's a great point. Well, John, we, uh, we start in 2022, right, man. We, we are on, on, on down the track, Chris, on another, one, the track. another one down, another one down, another, another, uh, another cross tie laid. I feel good about some this more. year. I don't know what it is. I feel like the the last two years were they set some kind of weird bar for 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 mu- musicians. You know, it's like 
adapt or die and the ones that are adapting yeah. currently still adapting are the ones that will thrive. And I, and I, I can feel that in us, you know, that there's a lot to- of totally, man. I think yeah. we've kind of pivoted into something, um, that we probably, you and I talk about, we probably should have done maybe a yes. few years back. Yeah. Um, I can see but, behind you know, me, I can see behind me the microphones up in the air, you know, like why didn't I, why yeah. didn't I buy microphones before? Why didn't I start recording drums from home so much earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean like, you know, the whole playing live, the whole hired gun thing now, Chris is, is, um, it's, going it's away. different, dude. Yeah, It's, it's way different, different, dude. Way it's just different. different, man. So with that being said, you know, churches are always looking for people to come and volunteer, especially good musicians. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like it, it, it is, it is really good way to get into something and cut your teeth. But yeah, I mean, going forward, man, like, you know, I'm really excited musically about this year because we've got some things brewing, yep. um, that we're working on. Um, you know, we're just going to spend our time, you know, writing material, you know, rehearsing, getting stuff ready, you know, for, for when it's time, you know, but like that, I'm excited to be, create Chris. Yes. Right. Like be, be creative, mm-hmm. right. Write, write, write some tunes, Yep. you know, do some, do some projects, um, do some sessions, hopefully more session work. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that that's kind of going to be the, the, the way going forward for musicians, yeah. man, especially, I mean, like, you know, it, it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. Like if, unless you're in like a major label touring act, like you're really going to have to hustle, man, as a side man to make it mm-hmm. like, really have to hustle. Yeah. Or you join a corporate band or a tribute band because that's yeah. basically about the only places that are hiring acts around where we're at. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get paid, yeah, you know, paid, paid well. Right. You know, if you're Bobby Joe Smith from Bainbridge, Georgia, nobody gives a crap, dude. Nope. You know? Nope. So yeah, the tribute band thing's blowing up. We, you and I have talked about that a lot. Yeah, it is. It's huge. So, I mean, so with our little podcast, you know, um, us kind of shifting to, you know, what we're doing, man, it, it's, it, it, I'm just super, I feel inspired. Yes, this is the word I'm looking for. I'm long-winded today, Chris. That's I don't okay. Know why. That's okay. Long-winded. We need, it. we need it. We do. Yeah. Wind, long-winded John, 2022. John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say we've uh, we've 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 definitely put the words yeah, in. It's a good we've one, man. The, Enjoyed it, man. Yeah, dude. It's been good. It's been good. Glad to be back on track. 2022. It definitely feels it. It definitely feels different. You know, I think there's just some of it's a mindset too. Like you were not talking about yesterday. You know, it's just. Um, putting, putting the right emphasis on the, on the things that, that matter, you know, Mm -hmm. and just pushing everything else aside. There's like some kind of freedom in that. That's, that's unique. It's very liberating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, that's kind of what inspires me, I guess, is because I now, I'm now that I'm focused in on, on, you know, what I need to do. Um, I feel like I can, my body can be a conduit, Chris, and just just flow. Flow. Things are flow. flowing through me. <laughs> Feel the hate flow. Let it flow through you. Yes. <laughs> All right, John. That's a great place for us to end right there. 
Yes. Enjoyed it, man. 2022. Um, I guess uh, we'll see everybody on the next episode, man. Next episode. Uh, looking well, forward to be, it, man. You ought to be crying. You, hey, look, John's going to be crying either way. If if, if <sighs> dogs win, Bless, man. if they lose, Listen. he's definitely crying. I'm telling you, it's a long-winded John. I'm going to give you some long-winded response. The next episode, either way, okay? So, John, how about them dogs? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all going to, you're going to set up the tone of, of my feelings by how you ask me that. <laughs> right? Yep. The, the, so John is the, the inflection in that is going to determine whether this is going to be happy or sad. Yep. Yep. Well, let's hope it's so, happy. Next episode, so, we will man. know for sure. I hope so. Go dogs. Go dogs. Dang dude. it. Let's go. Let's get it done. God, sack up and win this Back thing, up. man. Yep. Come on, Kirby. Come on, Kirby. Let's go. That's what they pay you the big bucks for, buddy. Yep. Time to beat Bama. God, man. Put up or shut up, man. Good Lord. I am sick and tired of this. For real. <laughs> Enough's enough, Chris. Enough's enough. <laughs> Enough's enough. Okay. All right, Josh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to walk man. away. He's going to have to walk away. <laughs> I, look, my, I, I feel the blood pressure. My face is getting hot. Yep. Yep. It's time to stop. Time to stop. All right. Well, John, give them give the line and we'll get out of here. I believe it is. We are out.